0: really excited uh, for the community uh, that God is building here and for really the family uh, that this has become. And so uh, that is something I want to communicate to you. If this is your first time with us, I mean, that is our heart is that when you step in this place, uh, that it really does uh, feel like family, that it does feel like a place uh, that you can belong to, a place that you can connect to. You know, we like to say this, our vision uh, is we exist to see others belong to community, believe in Jesus, and become who God is. Uh, desires them to become. And so life is a journey and uh, we're excited that we get to do that together. Were you guys excited we get to gather around the word this morning? Come on. Yes. We believe in the word. We believe in the full counsel of God's word. We believe that it is indeed inspired Uh, and it's more than just a collection um, of writings, but it's something that we can look to to see what is God speaking to us us today and help us to uh, navigate the different moments and circumstances of life. And uh, typically, as a church, we speak in collections. And so basically collections, series, sermon series, whatever you want to call it. uh, Typically, we speak uh, in collections. Uh, they're about uh, three to four, sometimes five weeks long. Uh, but today, uh, there's a conversation I want to have with us that's kind of pausing on um, that collection. But I believe it's something uh, that will not just inspire you, but hopefully, depending on, you know, we're all in here at a different spot in our spiritual journey. And I believe that no matter where you are in your spiritual journey today, uh, that you can get something uh, out of this message that will uh, leave you, maybe see, leave allow you to leave here seeing things differently than what you may see now are reinforced what the Lord has already uh, been speaking to you. And before I move on, I do want to shout out our amazing serve team. Would y'all help me give it up for them this morning? They are the team that's helping you park. They are the team uh, that's greeting you as you come in. They are the team that meet here early on Sunday mornings, rain or shine or snow or sleet or whatever. And they set this place up to the point you didn't realize, hopefully, <laughs> that you were in a cafetorium. But it's an auditorium, as we like to call it. And that's how we going to rock with it. But we're so thankful uh, for them and all that they do. You know, I, heard, I once heard somebody say, you don't go as far as a dream, but you go as far as a team. And I believe this, uh, that the Becoming Church has uh, the greatest team that there is because they make this thing go uh, week in and week out. And so, hey, if you have been here for a little bit and you've been connecting, what are you waiting on? Go ahead, jump on the team. Pathway's next week. Ah, man, got time. It's only one hour. I'm going to be out of town next week. It's only one week. You see what I'm saying? So you got an opportunity to go ahead, connect, and get involved. Because you're going to realize that, man, as much as you serve, like, it's going to bless you. And you're going to get to see God uh, in a different way. So go ahead and come through Pathway and jump on the team. But, hey, this morning, uh, would you turn with me to Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah 43, and now we're going to read verses 15 through 19. So you can turn with me there. I guess flip with me there or scroll with me there. Or you can watch or connect right here on the screen behind me. Isaiah 43, verse 15 says this. I am the Lord, your holy one, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened up a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wig. So that was cool. We just heard all that. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. You're too slow. See, I've already begun. You're like, where is that? <laughs> Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in dry wasteland. And before we pray, I also wanted to shout out my amazing wife, who uh, is is just she's the real deal. I'm I'm nothing, and she's everything. And so so thankful for her. Thank you for how you put up with me, and also how. Putting up with me is more than putting up with the three kids uh, that we have, Um, because sometimes I'm one of them. Um, But thank you so much for all that you do and how you make us uh, go. I really appreciate you and love you. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful. We thank you, God, for these moments that we share. We thank you for today. And God, I pray as we get to gather around your word, speak to us God, lead us, guide us, direct us, give us eyes to see and ears to hear, God, exactly what it is that you're showing us. And, Lord, uh, we say this, we're your servants, so speak, Lord, because we're listening. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Come on, come on. Everybody said? Amen. 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 Family, um, how many of you like new things? Do Do you like getting new things. See a few hands going up. Yeah, see you back there in the back, buddy. I love getting new things, honestly. And um, it's just one of the ways that I feel loved. And so if you're ever concerned with like, man, I wonder does he know that, you know, he's loved and, you know, somebody cares about him. Just buy me something. (laughs) No, you're laughing, but I'm serious. Um, you don't have to say anything, like nothing like that. All you have to do is just buy me something. And, you know, there's actually uh, some scientific research that that plays into this, that goes into this. So I'm just not making this up. And uh, I don't know how many years ago, but there was a book that actually kind of confirmed this called uh, The Five Love Languages is by an author named, I believe David Chapman is his name. And basically he talks about the way that people know that their love or the way that their love tank is filled. And um, there's, let's see, acts of service, words of affirmation, uh, physical touch, quality time, and gifts. That one was easy. The others I struggle with, but then I shouldn't struggle with because my wife's is not gifts, and so I should know hers, and so help us, Lord. This is not the marriage (laughs) The family conversation was last week. But it's gifts, and this is not a new discovery of mine. It's just been this way uh, for as long as I can remember. Now, particularly, I remember as a kid uh, going back to school, you know, it's exciting. You get new things. And one thing that I always wanted uh, was a pair of Jordans. You know, there's a discussion about who is the GOAT. And I just think about, for I don't know, 30 years now, people are still trying to buy Jordans and going crazy buying Jordans. And I just wonder, in 30 years, will people be wanting to buy that guy? <laughs> I doubt it. But they still want Jordans. Um, <laughs> I, I've got off. I will digress. But, yes, I always wanted Jordans. And every year my parents would buy me filas. <laughs> Are y'all laughing at me? <laughs> now, that wasn't so bad in the 90s, I'm, you know, 80s born, 90s raised. So that wasn't so bad in the 90s having felos, but still wasn't like a pair of J's, right? Still wasn't Jordans. And every year I just wanted Jordans. And I remember the very first time when I finally got a pair of Jordans, guys, listen. Everything changed in that moment. I think my accent was British. <laughs> like I had a new perspective on life. I saw things differently. I think even for a moment, like I had a voice. I could sing. Like <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But it was it was just different because these are your Jordans, right? Like I remember I would put uh, plastic bags around the shoes until I got inside uh, the building because I couldn't risk them getting messed up because of the elements. It was just different. And a lot of you understand that with your new shoes. Some of you who you may be engaged or about to get engaged, like you, you're not going to hit that crease, right? You're going to take the shoe off when you get down on one knee because you don't want to crease up your new shoes. And ladies, you, you understand, right? You got that new hairstyle you just got your curls in somebody call your name you go a little slow (laughs) when you turn around because it's a new hairstyle you just act new now we've moved a few times in our marriage and I remember doing one of the moves Katie was like thinking about new furniture and all these things as we were getting ready to move to the new house and I was like hold up why do we need new furniture the house is new the furniture doesn't need to be new and she look, I'm like, can we just figure out this new mortgage payment first? Because there's a, there's a checking and the savings, and then the way it's set up and stuff. And so, can we get that going? And I remember she was like, well, I don't want to take the old in with the new. Yeah? When she said that, I was like, hold on, stop. Because I hear things, I'll just be walking, I, I put it in my notes like, okay, that will preach. I, I do have a thing in my phone that's called that will preach. I, I got to put that in my phone. And so hopefully that will preach this morning. But family, she was right on so many levels because for so many of us in here this morning, we find ourselves searching for something new. We find ourselves looking for something new. And we're searching for something new for a variety of reasons. Like, come on, let's be honest here this morning. The past two years have not, or more than two years at this point, have not exactly been the best. They have been years filled with division and anger, anxiety, stress, worry, fear, hurt, pain, disappointment, shame. and Look, that list could go on. But because of that, as a result of that, we have found ourselves looking for a new script. We want a, a new song. We want a new story. We want a story that includes unity. That includes love and peace, faith, restoration, healing, and redemption. And can I tell you something this morning, family? All of that is available, but it will require something of us to see the new that we want, to see, to experience this new that we desire. Listen, what it requires is not impossible, but it's possible. And I believe my prayer is that we all are up to what it takes. So today, let's start this journey of embracing the new that God wants to bring to our lives on this Welcome Home Sunday. And so this is what we're simply saying is that new begins here. And new begins here, family, because new is today. We have this moment. We don't have tomorrow. We don't have 2023. I know some of you already are like, in 2023, I will. No, do it today. Because new is not in 2023, new is today, new is in this moment, new is in the present. And so the question that we must all ask here this morning is, well, if new begins here, then how do we start? How do we begin walking on this path of new? And listen, when I say new begins here, I do realize that it implies a place of of a new beginning, And I know we have all arrived at this new beginning in different ways, like uh, consider our faith for example. Some of us in here this morning, we don't consider ourselves to be followers of Jesus. Your friend was like, yo, I got this mailer in the mail. You want to go check out this place? And then afterwards, we can go grab brunch or something, okay? And so that's why you came. Others of us, we've been exploring our faith for quite some time, but we're still trying to figure things out. We've kind of been through some things these last couple of years, and we kind of got some different experiences with church. And so we're kind of seeing, okay, what is this thing really about? While others of us in here, we've been journeying with Jesus for quite some time. But listen, family, regardless of how we all got here this morning, here's what I know is true. We're all here. We may have gotten here in different ways, but I believe that it is the same way that we all must take to begin new. And so today... Uh, We're going to make some observations from Isaiah 43 on how we can embrace this new thing that God is doing. Because understand this, he is doing a new thing. He is up to something new. And I even think about driving around this area, this city, Huntsville, Madison, this, this whole area. You see it happening physically. You see the cranes. You see the coming soon. You see the, oh, God bless the road work. 255 Research Park in Jesus name, right? But you you see all these things physically, but I believe much more than that, that there is a spiritual representation behind that, that there is some spiritual construction that's going on uh, in our lives today. And so uh, I want us to be positioned to embrace that well. And family, if new begins here, we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to forget the past. And so if you're writing, if you're taking notes, you can write that down. Forget the past. Now, as I say that, I do realize that I have potentially divided the room because for some in the room, the past is full of pain, problems, and promises never realized. While on the other hand, uh, the past represents some of the best moments of your life. So some of this room is like, yes, let's forget the past, while the other half is like, no, not so fast, let's not forget the past. So the question is, well, which one is it? The reality is this, family, no matter where you stand, the same principle applies, and that is we must forget the past. You know, living in the past is nothing more than living in what I have dubbed the remember-when days. Anybody ever been in the remember-when days? The remember when days is when you sit around and you tell all the stories from the good old days. Remember when COVID wasn't a thing and we could just do whatever without even thinking twice? Remember when we used to do that? Remember back in 2010 when God did this thing? Oh, that was so much glory in that. Ooh, the Lord moved back then. But what happens, family, when we get caught in the remember when days is that we get stuck on what God did and we diminish what God can still do. Are you tracking with me this morning? See, we must remember, we just sang about this. We must remember that he is the same God that peeled back the water so that the Israelites could walk on dry ground. He is the same God that caused water to come from a rock. He is the same God that causes blind eyes to open and deaf ears to hear. He is the same walk that causes the same God that causes the lame to walk. He is the same God that has set the captives free. Somebody got it. And so listen, if he did it before, this is what I'm trying to say he can do it again. He is the same God. If he healed then, he'll heal today. If he set free then, he'll set free today. God operates outside of time. He operates outside of boundaries. He operates outside of the perceived limits that we place on him. So no matter how deep of a mess you may feel that you're in, no matter how bad the diagnosis may be, no matter what the situation may look like he is the same God that we read about that we can experience today. It's just a decision and a choice that we have to make. Are we going to live the big, open, expansive life that God has made available or are we going to fall back and live inside a tent? Family, he is the same God. But see, some of us, we miss this revelation because... We can't forget the past. And listen, that word forget in Hebrews, it means to stop in Hebrew. And it means to stop mentioning. And see, for some of us, we can't move on. We can't forget the past because we can't stop mentioning what they did to us. Listen, family, I know that it hurt. I, I promise you, I do. There's, there's not. I know we all have different experiences. And I say that in particular even thinking about church. So many uh, have experienced church, church hurt and, and the pain of those who uh, follow Jesus or, or maybe even stand from a platform. And, and I know it's painful and I, and I know it hurts family, but we must trust God in that healing process. We got to understand, too, that we can't separate Jesus from the church. You know why? Because Jesus is the head of the church and the church is the body. And so to separate Jesus from the from uh, the church means you're separating the head from the body so then it it, it can't work. So you, you, we can't say, give me Jesus, keep the church. It's not possible. So it's either having Jesus and the church or it's not having Jesus at all. Are you tracking? I know that may be a tough thing to hear this morning, but it's, it's the truth, it's, it's the reality. And so some of us, we have been hurt, family, but listen, the Lord is saying, I'm, I'm trying to bring healing to you. I'm trying to bring freedom to you. But a roadblock in you experiencing that healing and that freedom and that deliverance from the pain that they cause is going to be based on your ability to stop mentioning it. You got to stop mentioning it so that you can allow that healing process to begin and to continue. And so some of us, we have this tension. We want to move on to a, 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 a forward season. We want to look forward, but we're so tied to looking forward backwards and it's our inability to forget the past that has in essence because of that caused us to become stuck we're stuck in past hurts we're stuck in past disappointments we're stuck in past wins some of us were stuck in the remember win days but listen before you walk into the new thing that God wants to do in your life you're going to have to let go of the old Listen, if you don't forget the past, you can't see what's ahead of you. Your future isn't behind you. Your future is in front of you. And I know construction has caused people to drive all kind of crazy kind of ways. But I have still yet to see anyone move forward by putting the car in reverse. No, you got to put that thing in drive. And so spiritually, you got to get in drive so that you can move in the direction of your destiny. But listen, even, you know, I talk about those remember when days. Oftentimes, those are days that are kind of settled around what we feel like. Man, those were wins. Those were good times. But let me encourage us this morning or remind us this morning as well is don't camp out on what God did. Because sometimes when we stay there, we diminish what he still wants to do. Like there's nothing wrong with remembering that. There's nothing wrong with looking back because what it does, it reminds you like, yo, God did that then so I can trust him to do this now. But we just can't camp out right there. Because listen, family, even good memories can become a trap. And they ultimately box us in and we say, well, this is the only thing that God can do. That's how you. sometimes you even have this tension between the, you know, old church and the new, the new church. It's because the old church is like, nope, sing these songs, wear that suit, show up at 9, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4. Like, that's how God's going to move. And the new church is like, nah, I don't think that's consistent. And so there's this tension. And so what the new church is going to have to get ready for is ultimately there's going to be another expression. And they got to be careful that they don't make the things that they did as standard and ask the truth so my point is this even those good memories can become a trap you we got to be willing to move and flow with what the lord is doing in the seasons that he's ushering us into you tracking with me this morning because here's the thing the enemy just wants you to not look forward he doesn't care how you get in a trap just as long as you're in a trap so even if you get caught in the remember when days you get caught hanging around good memories, he's like, cool, you're trapped. And I like you there. Because the thing is, family, if we get caught in the trap of living in the past, we can never live in the new God has for us. And that's the place where the enemy wants to keep us at. Now, I do say, as I say all this, I get it. There is a tension that comes with embracing the future because the future can be both frightening and exciting at the same time. But let me encourage you, don't become afraid of forgetting the past because of the uncertainty of the future. Because if you face the future with the Lord, you can be confident in whatever it holds because God is with you. Look at 2 Corinthians 3.18. It says this, And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. What does that mean? It means this. It's God who takes us from glory to glory to glory. So we don't have to be afraid of what's next. We don't have to be afraid of the future, family, because it is God who has taken us there. He is the one who has taken us from place to place to place. And so we can trust whatever the future holds because God is the one who is bringing us into the future. But family it's imperative that we forget the past and we choose not to live in the remember when days because if we do, we cannot become the person that God has called us to become. And so if we're going to live in all that God has for us, it's going to begin with us, point one, forgetting the past, but then the second point, embrace the present, which is our second observation. Now, the hardest thing, For us to do, at least some of us, is to embrace the present or live in the moment. Most of us struggle with living in the moment because we're always looking to the future. And if you don't think this is true, then learn from the mistake that I made. Let this teach you a lesson. So a couple years ago, uh, we told our kids, like, hey, uh, we're going to take a trip to the beach. We're going to go on vacation uh, to the beach, Now you may say, well what's the problem with that? The problem is that trip was in May. This was January when we told him. And I think it was just Isaiah and Titus at that point, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you can imagine, from January oh my gosh, to May, how many times is it time to go to the beach? Are we going to the beach yet? When are we going to get to the beach? Are we going to the beach this weekend? I'm ready to go to the beach. I guess we're never going to go to the beach. (laughs) It's like on and on and on, over and over. See, the kids found it so difficult to live in the moment and embrace the present because they were so focused on the future. And family, some of us, were like that. We fail the moment because we're ready to move into the future. Now, listen, looking forward to the future is not a bad idea. I'm not saying that at all. I think we should be forward-minded. I think we should be forward-thinking, but we can't be forward-minded or forward-thinking at the expense of living in the moment because sometimes we think God is only in our tomorrow when he's actually in our today. And if we can't embrace today, if we can't embrace the moment, then we can't get what we need to even be able to handle the future. We need what the Lord is doing today. We need what he is trying to build in us and develop in us in this moment so that we can flourish well into the future. Now, you can look at Moses when God appears to him. So the children of Israel who are... Once had a good partnership with Egypt, but now that partnership has soured and Egypt has basically made the Israelites captive in Egypt and and working them like crazy. And so God hears the cries of his people. And so he raises up Moses to be a deliverer, to lead them out of captivity from the Egyptians. And so uh, he appears to Moses and he says this uh, in Exodus uh, 3 verse 12. He says, listen, I will be with you. So, friends, here's what I'm trying to tell you. Is that God is with you and he's been with you. Now, for some of you, I know that may be a hard concept to grasp because you look at these last few years, you look at your life and you say, I've been through so much and I've experienced so much. But family, can I tell you this? The reason that it did not take you out, the reason that you're still standing. The reason that you are here is because God has been with you. It may have not felt like it. It may not have looked like it, but the Lord has been with you. You know, the scripture says, no weapon formed against us will prosper. It does not say that you won't get hit. It just means that it won't prosper. It won't succeed. It won't do what the enemy meant for it to do. So you may have gotten hit, but it didn't take you out. And he is, God is the reason why you're still here and why you're still standing. And it's truth that he's been with you, but it's also a reminder that he will continue to be with you. And listen, family, if God is with you, you know what that means? He's for you. And if God is for you, do you know what that means? Who can be? against you. Come on this morning. God is for you. That you're not alone. You're not on an island. You're not in this journey by yourself. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And listen, he's not with you to remind you of how it used to be family, but he is with you to show you how it's going to be. That you do have a hope. You do have future. There are promises that I am going to keep to you because I am the same God. And I fulfill every promise that I made. He is the God who was and is and is to come. And he is with you today. So listen, don't be afraid to embrace the present because God is with you right now. Now, listen, family, the reality is this is why we also have to embrace the future because the reality is we don't, excuse me, embrace the present because the reality is we don't have the future. What we have is this moment. We have now, and how we embrace this moment will determine how we can live in the future. But listen, you don't have to dredge the future, but you can look forward to the future, which leads us to our third and final observation this morning, which is to look to the future. You know, earlier I mentioned that there's this tension that comes with looking to the future. Now, in some cases, it is easy, but in others, it's a difficult thing to do. You know, I've learned through the years that for some, the future is easy because the idea of the future is something that doesn't require us to deal with whatever the problem is today. You know what I mean? Man, these, these pants don't fit right. I'll deal with that in the new year. Let me get these resolutions going. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and much serious things than that. But just to give you insight of what I'm saying. But that's why so many, and, and to that point, that's why so many of us take this attitude at the beginning of the year. So we kind of stop and pause. Like, how you doing on that? We in September. How are you doing on that? But we take this attitude. New year, new me. Anybody ever did that? Some of you have already laid out the new you that's going to be there in 2023 right now. You're like, I got my list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we do this because in our minds some, somehow, some way we're going to be a different person just because of some time in the future. But the reality is, family, the future actually may not be so different than you think. What if, as I close this morning, what if the future involved the familiar? What if you've been thinking about the future is going to be so different? There's, there's this, this this thing that God is just gonna completely just make the future. The future's gonna look different. But what if the future actually involved the familiar? In Joshua chapter 3, Joshua is getting ready to lead the Israelites into the promised land. And just to kind of summarize the story, Moses, who was the original leader of the Israelites, he sent out 12 spies to spy out the land that God had promised to them. And he sent them out for the purpose of them bringing back a report to see if this was a land that they could inhabit, if they could dwell. Like, how was it? How were the people there? How, how's the land? How's the, the soil, the fruit? All these things. So Joshua was one of those 12 spies. So now fast forward to this moment. Moses has died, and they're right there at the edge of getting ready to step into that promised land that Joshua once as a spy went to spy on. When God says this to Joshua in Joshua chapter 3, verse 4, he says, then you will know which way to go. You're like, wait, hadn't he been there before? How'd he get lost? He was a spy. He's been at this point. But then the Lord goes on to say, since you have never been this way before, and I don't know about you, you're like, what do you mean? He was a spy that spied out this very land. What, What do you mean you would know which way to go and you've never been this way before? See, Joshua had been this way before but he hadn't been this way before. Are you tracking with me? So it was the same thing, but yet a new approach. So he's stepping into his future, but it involves the same thing. Family, so often we think the new thing is a new thing, but what if I told you that sometimes the new thing is actually in the same thing? that sometimes the new thing is in the old thing. See, Joshua had been to this land before. He had seen this land before, but he is what he's about to do, he's about to embark on something new. And see, some of us, we need to hear that because we take on this mindset that the new thing is the new thing, while the new thing actually isn't about a new thing, but it's about a new approach. See, this time, Joshua wasn't going into this land timid. He wasn't going into this land as a spy. But this time he was going to possess the land. So it's the new thing in the old thing. It's a new thing. It's an old thing with a new approach. So the whole new year, new me thing, family, I'm going to break it to you. But it's a myth. It's a myth if the approach hasn't changed. Here's what I'm saying. You don't have to wait for a new year. You don't have to wait for tomorrow. You don't have to wait for the first. You don't have to wait for the next month. You just need a new approach. And this is true in so many areas of our lives where we think we need something new when the reality is it's not that you need anything new. It's just the approach needs to change. Some of you are ready to give up on your marriage. You don't need a new marriage, family. It just needs to get to this point where you say, I've never given the attention to my marriage the way that I should have given attention to it. I don't need a new marriage. I need a new approach. I need a new job. I need a promotion. I mean, yes, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe it's just this realization that, you know, I've never actually tried to get my money right and steward well in the way that I need to get my money right and steward well. You know, I haven't been the best parent, so why even try now? No, you may not have been present with your family before, but you can be present with your family now. You don't need anything new. You just need a new approach and here's what I'm saying God is doing a new thing in the same you you don't need anything new you need a new approach look at what 2 Corinthians five seventeen says it says this that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person the old life is gone a new life has begun. Now, some of us just read that, and we read it like this. Well, some people who belong to Christ. The people who come from that side of town who belong to Christ. The people who have that amount of money who belong to Christ. Now, it says anyone who belongs to Christ. Oh, right? Yeah. It says anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person the whole life. Is gone a new life has begun the scripture says anyone let me see let me find out in the Greek what anyone mean anyone it means anyone family anyone you're like yo but you don't know what I did last night guess what family anyone you don't know what I got planned to do after this service guess what anyone you don't know the kind of person I am, the thoughts I have. Listen, anyone. You don't know my past, my pain, my issues, my struggle, my hurt, the disappointment I feel, family. It says anyone. It doesn't matter what family you come from. It doesn't matter how much you feel your life is broken. The scripture says anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, and the old life is gone, and a new life has begun. Any one family. Your past, listen, get this, your past does not not disqualify you from experiencing the goodness of God and the promises of God. And if you think your life is too jacked up, too messed up, too broken, there's too much hurt there, you are the prime candidate for this scripture. You are the anyone. If you think you're not the anyone, I'm going to break this to you, you are the anyone because we're all broken. We're all messed up. We're all hurting. But if we say yes to Jesus, the old life passes away and we can live in this new life, a life full of freedom and redemption. And we can walk in the joy of the Lord being our strength. So no matter what circumstances, what issues come your way, you can say, I got joy. Because my joy, my confidence, my security was never based on any of these temporal circumstances, but it was based on the everlasting love of God and the freedom that he has brought to us. My objective here within this church is never to lead us into being passive. I'm just going to be real and honest with you. you here today, so you're automatically family. To be passive, weak. Christians. Meaning, I don't, my, my heart is like, I don't want us to bow out because we experience difficult moments. That sometimes in Western culture, we've gotten Christianity miss, messed up. We've got it mixed up. We think Christianity looks like the big house, the fast car, the nice vacations, and all these things. And here's my thing. I don't want it to be easy for us to lift our hands just because we have all these things, because we live in an affluent area, because we're the number one place to live. But family, if they come and knock on the door and say, don't pray to your God no more, that we pray to our God just like Daniel and those boys did. And we have an even if faith. Well, even if you do this to me, I'm going to praise my God. Even if you look at at me in this way, I'm going to praise my God because I'm not setting up here on a temporal place, but there is a kingdom. There are many rooms that my Savior has went to go prepare a place for me. We need a new approach. And you may say, dude, you too hyped up and don't take all that. That's fine. But listen, the God I encountered for me, bro, it does. Because if I can shout and go crazy yesterday when Alabama looked like they was about to lose, you telling me I can't go crazy for my God this morning? Come on now. Shame on me, shame off me, but you know what I mean. No. I got to move on. We got close. So the scripture says, anyone. Family, are you ready to move forward to your future? Are you ready to move forward in belonging, forward and believing in Jesus? Are you ready to move forward and becoming who God desires you to become? Listen, new doesn't start here because soon we're going to be getting to a new year. New doesn't start here because you showed up on Welcome Home Sunday. New doesn't start here because doesn't begin here because Becoming Church exists. No. Here's the big idea of this morning. New begins with Jesus. (laughs) New begins with Jesus. And listen, Jesus wants to give you a brand new start. Like with Jesus, you can begin again. You can dream again. Some of you have stopped dreaming. He says, dream again. Some of you have lost hope. He says, no, you can hope again. Some of you are like, yo, I took a loss. He said, you didn't take a loss. You gained a lesson. And it was the grace of God that sustained you through it all. And so you may say, how? Because I wasn't looking for nothing that he was offering. And he says, you didn't have to. Because I'm the kind of God that will leave the 99 for one. I'm the kind of God that will leave the 99 for you. Family, new begins. With Jesus, would you pray with me this morning?